702. The Political Desk. Stand before seven. Is Zimbabwe once more on the brink of collapse? We know, of course, the coronavirus crisis has been an emergency around the world. Uh, it's exposed deep fissures in politics and economics that many countries have long ignored. I really think you'll find no better example than our neighbor Zimbabwe in terms of this. Uh, we're joined now by director of the Brenthurst Foundation, Dr. Greg Mills, and you've been writing about this for a little while. Good morning to you and thank you for your time. Good morning. Yeah, I've been writing for it for about 20 years, but it never <laughs> seems to change. I was about to say, I mean, it's what, rumors, uh, denials of coup plots. We're seeing now, of course, activists arrested, opposition politicians. Uh, Zimbabwe, you could argue, is a country at war with itself again. You know, the, the Prussian strategist 200 years ago, Karl von Klausen, said that uh, War is politics by other means, but in in Zimbabwe, politics and economics seem sometimes to be war by other means. It seems like the country has been locked in, not just independence independence 40 years ago, but longer than that, of course, into a continuous state of war. And all these tools, politics itself, um, the economy, the divisions within the, the ruling party, these are all just uh, part of the battleground and the, and, and the fight for control. It's all about the fight for control uh, and, and the distribution of proceeds. The problem in Zimbabwe is if you run your economy down long enough over a sustained, in this case, 40-year period, eventually you start running out of money. And the cracks that were once be, they could paper over with, with, uh, with cash and with uh, contracts those cracks are appearing because the money is simply running out. Yeah. And a party, a party machine like ZANU-PF, which is dependent so much on patronage, particularly in a time of coronavirus, where, of course, you know, everything's under much greater stress than it was previously, um, you know, the problems are really beginning to show. And, the, and the, the regime itself is caught, of course, because it's not unified. There are different factions. And it's caught always between trying to reform to get the economy going, to provide the patronage, to paper over the cracks, uh, and then keeping everybody more or less happy in the process. And, of course, yeah. the tension in this is it, it, it still wants to keep keep the money for itself. I mean, what happened to Mnangagwa's promised change? He said there'd be no more repression, there'd be uh, complete transparency, there'd be economic reform. And yet, from what you are describing, it's same old, same old. Well, I think Tendai Beatty, the former, you know, Unity Government Finance Minister, uh, uh, and I confess a co- co-author of mine, I think he summed it up best of all when he said uh, Mugabe, the president, went in, in in the in the coup that wasn't a coup in 2017, but Mugabe, the system has remained, uh, and the system, the system of impunity, entitlement and extraction, the three sort of principal features of ZANU-PF's rule, that system remains intact no matter who's in power. And that's really the problem, because even though they keep on you know, playing games with the currency, inventing new color- currencies, de-dollarizing, re-dollarizing, and so on, ultimately the productive side of the economy, the, economy, the bit of the economy that makes things to sell by which they get rich, is shrinking all yeah. the time. What do you uh, make... And this is- this is why you end up with very high inflation there at uh, touching 800% inflation, second only in the world to Venezuela, unemployment at 95%, two-thirds of the population are living in poverty. And this, these are all 
the result of a failed uh, economic strategy. What do you make of the arrest of the health minister, uh, allegations of COVID uh, corruption? Well, I think it's both a sign of factionalism uh, and it's attempts to clean up um, uh, given the given the need for external support. I mean, it was obviously a fairly egregious act, uh, a $20 million contract passing through, which seemed to be massively overinflated. Uh, and this is a schizophrenic style of this government. So on the one hand, you're trying to clean up and show the outside world from whom you're trying to get money that things are being better run. At the same time, you want to use that money to be able to prime the pumps of patronage. And Pretoria is silent. And Pretoria remains silent. You know, liberation movement ties and race trumps human rights and common sense in this regard. Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned ten diabetes listening to this conversation and joins us now, uh, MDC Alliance Vice President, uh, Mr. Beatty. Good morning to you and thank you for your time. Uh, good morning to you and good morning, Dr. Greg Mills. Let's get straight into uh, what has happened. Uh, of course, what was it just uh, two weeks ago? You were under arrest uh, for trying to get access uh, to your party's headquarters. What's going on? Can you give us a brief description of what happened to you? Yeah, there were six of us that got arrested, including uh, Vice President Karen Corey. And uh, all we did was to go to Fort Fort Nelson Mandela Avenue to try and... Uh, have access to our party head office, uh, which had been taken over by the military in aid of, um, of, uh, of, of some individuals. And so they, they arrested us and uh, you know, put us in horrendous uh, you know, conditions, uh, you know, where there's no respect for social distancing. And it's just a death trap, you know, but it's just a reflection of uh, the collapse, the state failure, the vulnerability uh, that is uh, arresting our country thanks to Emerson Mnangagwa. There was hope when he came into power that things would change. Uh, but we know, of course, even from the last election, there are still questions around that result. And uh, this, uh, we saw the, the repression uh, during those uh, elections. Um, same, old, same old tactics, same old tricks. On the contrary, it's actually worse. It's, it's, you know, Emerson has taken Zimbabwe to new, to new laws, uh, to new debts, to new... Unfathomable uh, in a, a depth. Uh, uh, Mugabe was a representative of, of, of the military. Uh, 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 and once he failed to save their interest, they chucked him off. Now you then have these people now totally in, 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 in control. Uh, but in the form of uh, Amazon, you've got the worst of them. You know, you know, you've got the worst of them. Uh, uh, you know, you know, you know, philosophers call the present government a catastrophe. A government run by the West among us, uh, which stills without uh, without uh, limits. So ever since Emerson Mnangagwa has, has come, we have seen uh, uh, three characteristic uh, of, of of his rule. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you know. The first one is just a pure uh, a pure repression, pure authoritarianism, closure of political space, and the use of violence. We saw eight people being gunned down. Uh, by the military on the 1st of August uh, 2018. We saw 19 people uh, being uh, uh, killed down and gunned down in January uh, 2019 for protesting against a, a huge a fuel uh, a crisis. In August last year, we saw 42 uh, 
people being uh, 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 you know abducted uh, and then we've seen the you know you know the the murder of, of civilians uh Tamangai was killed in a in a in a, in a police cell uh, a young man in Bulawayo, 35 year old Nampokota was killed in in Bulawayo. then we've now seen the systematic use of rape yeah. against against women uh, there are three young girls right now were in Chukurubi prison. In Chukurubi prison is not a prison of fit for animals, never mind the human beings. So three young girls in Sicilia, Timbiri, Nisai Marova, and Joanna Mamombe, who have been, who have been arrested uh, in the past three months. They were abducted. They were not to drink their urine. They were not to drink their, their feces. Guns were shoved in, in, in their sexual organs. It's 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 terrible, you know. It's That's terrible. horrific. It's horrific. This is forty years after independence, Mister so, Mister so One word for it: fascism. Emerson is a fascist. There are calls here for sanctions against Zimbabwe to be lifted and for Mnangagwa, Zimbabwe, to be welcomed back into the Brotherhood of Nations. Do you do you support that? And what would you like our president Cyril Ramaphosa to do? I think uh, Mister Ramaphosa, with great respect to him is uh, playing a dangerous game in ignoring Zimbabwe and thinking that Zimbabwe will go away. It will not go away. And secondly, Mr. Ramaphosa is making a mistake in thinking that from a South African point of view, Zimbabwe is a foreign policy issue. We are not a foreign policy issue. We are, in fact, a domestic uh, issue. Uh, 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 Look at who is serving you in your restaurants and and so forth. Who is even committing... Uh, crimes uh, it's us uh, Zimbabwe. So we are not uh, a domestic, uh, a foreign uh, policy issue. Uh, uh, Mr. Ramaphosa must understand that there's one sanction in Zimbabwe, and that is ZANU-PF, and that is Emerson Mnangagwa. This sanction called ZANU-PF has put a premium on Zimbabwe's uh, uh, you know, you know, development. I'll just tell you one frightening statistic. In 1980, uh, Rhodesia or Zimbabwe uh, 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 was uh, uh, the, the fourth largest economy in, 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 in sub-Saharan Africa. Kenya was around number 12. Kenya is now the, 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 the third largest economy uh, on, the, on the African continent. It has surpassed Angola with its oil. Zimbabwe is now uh, in the lower rank with Eritrea, with uh, uh, Somalia, with South Sudan. It, it's shocking. And that's the price we have paid uh, for uh, yeah. uh, 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 thanks to ZANU PFA and his rule. Uh, and, and so if you want to see the, the, the dictatorship, if you want to see the sanction, it is ZANU PF. The statistics of, the, of, of, of ZANU PF de- de- developing Zimbabwe are only consistent with a country that is actually physically going to a war. Uh, we have not gone yeah. to a war. But we've got statistics that are worse than countries that have gone to war. It's a shame. It's a shame on, on this liberation movement. It is a shame, shame indeed. It is a shame indeed, especially when we sit by and do nothing. Mr. Tendai Beatty there, MDC Alliance Vice President, a former finance minister of Zimbabwe, with Dr. Greg Mills, the director of the Brenthurst Foundation.